been forever, guys. Welcome back to One Penny at a Time. Harris Elliott here. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. Um, for those who are new listeners, I just came back from a little two-week break. Um, decided to take two weeks off for the holidays. Had an amazing time. Me and the wifey kicked back, relaxed, and honestly, recharged some batteries. And we're ready for this year. Um, for those, I always appreciate you taking the time to listen in and kind of join me along my journey to my dividend portfolio and, you know, just tracking everything that we're doing here. So hopefully you had a great holiday. I hope you had amazing time with family, which is most important thing of all. Um, our loved ones and time with our loved ones is very precious. So never take that for granted. Um, about me, um, we're ready to rock and roll for 2023. Before we kind of go over here, I'm going to go over my December portfolio update. We're going to go over the dividends. We'll go over my buys for the month of December. And we're going to just kind of track and see what I did in the month. And then I'm also at the end of the episode going to talk about my outlook for 2023. That's going to be with some personal goals I've set as well as what I think may happen in the market. As always, um, if you like what you listen to, subscribe on whatever podcast provider you're using. Leave me a rating. Also below, I have an email address. I'd love to hear from you guys as well. Connect with me on Twitter at One Penny Podcast. Before I go over everything as well, I did watch a really good video that I wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to put the link in the description below. It's from a fellow YouTuber named Gen X Dividend Investor, who I think is honestly one of the best people in this space. Um, he did a really good video of why I trust dividends more than social security, a really good watch it's about 17, 18 minutes. I'd recommend you take it a watch. And that is the reason why I'm doing this because that video was literally why I started doing this. I mean, it came out recently, like the last couple of weeks, but when he described his why, and that was my why. So let's start off with some dividends. This was my largest dividend month I've had so far, and it's amazing. So let's go ahead and start. Um, the, these are just based off how I have it on my tracker. They're, they don't go by like date or order. So Stack Industrial, which is my one of my real estate plays, gave me 19 cents. Uh, o, which is another real estate play, gave me 28 cents. VOO, which is my ETF, or what you call it, basket of stocks, um, tracks the S&P 500, 69 cents. SCHD, it's a income index ETF, uh, $3.52. Uh, Discover Financial, $0.36, cents. Intel, $0.43, cents. Target, $0.30, cents. Jeppy, which is a cover called play, $1.11, XLP, that is my basket of stocks for consumer staples, that's going to be like my Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, um, that was $1.24, XLI, that is my basket of stocks for the industrial sector, such as Lockheed Martin, Caterpillar, UPS, and Union Pacific, $0.49. Cents. XLU, that is my basket of stock um, for utilities, $0.62. Cents. Some examples for that are Southern Company, Duke, and Nextera. Waste Management, my favorite piece of trash, $0.21. Cents. Johnson & Johnson, $0.40. Cents. And then Main Street Capital, $0.31. Cents. Add these up all together, $10.15. This is the first time I've had a month reach over $10 and I know it's not a lot, but I've been doing, I've been tracking this since June and the goal of this podcast was to start this and literally just show some, like, you know, just track it and just show it. Like 
I remember back, you know, a couple months ago, I was saying, wow, I can't believe I got $3 this month. Now we're at 10. The beautiful thing about this is that every three months or every quarter, now I'm saying right now, this is the highest month of dividends. I'm going to probably be saying this every three months now because it's just going to only keep compounding and growing. And as you keep contributing, you're consistent with the market. So one thing I want to show here, this is the third time I've received dividends from SCHD. And I just want to talk about why consistency matters. The first dividend I got for them was 53 cents. The second dividend I got from them was $1.73. And now we're at 352. All I am literally doing is just consistently putting in money when I have an opportunity where I find a good time and just doing it. I am not doing anything special. So that just shows you there with time and dedication and taking the mental aspect out of when the market gets really volatile, you get to where you need to get to. So I'm going to go back to dividends here in a second, but let me go over some buys for the month. Um, I did $386.77 worth of buys. I put $62.56 into Intel. I put $89.21 to Target. I put 25 into Lowe's. I put 25 into the QQQ, which is the index or basket of stocks for tech companies. I put $40.15 into Waste Management. I put $25 into XLP, the basket of stocks for Coke, Pepsi, and all those products. Uh, $25 into VU, which is the S&P 500 index. $25 into SCHD. $22.71 into Ally Financial. That did get me a full a a full a full share. I remember doing that one. Main Street Capital, I put in $23.50. XLU was $8.14. T. AT&T was $9 and then Stag was $6.50. So you add those up together and that's $386.77. Now, the top three that I added to this month was to Target, which was number one, Intel, which was number two, and then Waste Management was number three. In the month of December, at one point during like the mid to, it was mid-month up until I think right around a little bit after Christmas, the market took a really big dip. At one point, I was down like eight and a half percent on Target, and I was down about almost ten percent on Intel, and that just created really good buying opportunities for me, and I took advantage of it. And now they're both in the green because they had a, a the end of the year had a rally, and we've had a little bit of a rally this week. So I'm recording this obviously on January the eighth. So. That's kind of where we're at with it. So with Intel, I was able to buy about two and a half shares in the month of December. And then Target, I'm almost at a full share of Target right now, which may not seem a lot, but Target hovers right now around like $150-ish, so I'll take it. What's amazing is, is that I took advantage of these opportunities, right? On Target, I said I got a $0.30 cent dividend in December. And then for Intel, I had mentioned that I got a $0.43 cent dividend. With how much I contributed with those buying opportunities, if I don't add a single dollar to either one of those holdings until the next dividend, Intel is going to be $1.47 next quarter, unless they do a raise or they do a cut, which we don't know. And then Target's going to be $1.01, same thing. If they raise it, cut, that's where we're at right now. Finding good opportunities, the dollar cost average and buy into your holdings creates you know, this big chunk of progress, like was one thing on my, on my portfolio, you may see for like some of the holdings may are like stag or, Oh, 
the dividends are pretty much almost the same month to month. I just really haven't added that much. So whenever I find good opportunities like that, I'm going to buy. Right now, with how the portfolio is at right now, with all this rallying, if this week I'm doing Wednesday, I'm doing my next contribution. If by this Wednesday, the market is still very green, there's no, you know, no red days or no kick, no take backs on that. I'm solely going to invest into index funds or basket of stocks because I just rather dollar cost average into that and just use that more as a defensive play. So what I want to do next here, I'm going to go over all my holdings. I'm going to kind of go over where they stand right now, how many shares I have, how much money's into them. Said I'm all about full transparency here. A big thing that I want to talk about is obviously this portfolio started in June. The market was down big last year, 20%. When I started this, I kind of got in in a pretty decent time. So a lot of these are going to be in the green. I'm not really going to consider me beating the S&P 500 this year because it was only half a year. So at the at the beginning of next year, we'll compare how this does to the market, and then I'll tell you whether I beat it or not. I honestly don't care if I beat it or not. I just want to just continue investing into companies I believe in. So let's start off with AT&T. I have six shares currently right now. Um, I have about $117.84 into that. I'm actually up 24% on this position. I bought a lot of this when AT&T took some pullback when it was around the high 14s into the $15 range. So I really haven't added much into this other than an occasional half share here and there because I do want to build up this position over time. Main Street Capital, I'm I'm at 1.10 on shares. I have about $41.35. I'm up only 1.20%. This is a monthly dividend payer. So I'm just kind of doing this to build up income over time. Waste management, my favorite piece of trash, as I always like to say. I'm at 0.57 shares. Um, I have $91.65. I'm up about 1.43%. In December, at one point, it kept fluctuating where it would break even and then go down about a, like 1%, break even, go up in 1%. I think at one point, when I bought a lot of it, it got down to like minus 2%. That stock doesn't really go on, go on red too much for me. So I just took an opportunity to buy it. Stag Industrial, I have 2.12 shares, $71.42 worth. I'm up about 11.84%. Another monthly payer. I do want to keep adding to this because I am looking at this more as a growth play. Um, their dividend stats are pretty stagnant. They don't really, they really haven't had any growth in it, but that space that they're doing real estate in, which is commercial real estate for like uh, e-commerce, I'm really big on that. So we'll see how I build this out. XLU, that is my basket for utilities. I'm at 1.08 shares, have $77.21, up about 7.39%. This is something I'm probably going to add to this week if the market doesn't take a pullback. JEPI, J-E-P-I, I'm at 1.85, have about $102.15, up about 4% on this one. This one will probably get money on Wednesday if there's no pullback. Johnson & Johnson, I have 0.36 shares. I have $64.98 into it. I'm up about 7.5%. I would like to add more Johnson & Johnson as it's a staple in every day in every household and especially on their medical side of it. Just really hasn't been that much pullback. I should try to find a way to add to that though. XLP, that is my consumer staples. I have 2.34 shares, about $177.27. I'm up about 8.7%. So on this one, 
I do will probably add to this one on Wednesday as this is a more defensive play. Honestly, the XLP, XLI, and XLU—they're they're really more defensive plays. As as I like to say, if there's a recession, if you know the economy takes another dump or everything keeps going to, to crap, I won't say the the S word because I try not to curse on this podcast. These are going to be defensive plays. You for utilities, no matter what happens, you still need utilities. For like the Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Procter & Gamble, and all these products, they stand very well in recessionary times. And industrial, I just, it's one of the most boring industries, but it is such a good industry to be invested in. And honestly, last year, some of the returns that some of these stocks held, like Lockheed Martin and Caterpillar, they had amazing growth for last year. So that's something that we need to keep in, keep in mind for that. SCHD, I'm at 5.36 shares. I'm at $417.16, up about 10%. I bought a lot of my SCHD when it was in the $70, $71 range. I wish I would have bought more, but is what it is. That is right now still the biggest holding in my portfolio. Um, ticker symbol O, I'm at 1.13 shares. Um, have $72.47 up about 10.57%. I put a lot of the money into it when it dropped below $60. I would like to add more into this, but I'm not too rushed with adding O here as I do have a good amount of shares of O into my Roth IRA where it's all tax free. And it is more of a tax advantage thing. So I'll, I'll see how I add here. Uh, VOO, VU, that is this one tracks the S&P 500 have about $146.85. I'm up about 3.6%. This is something I will add on Wednesday. I've said no pullback. I do. I should be adding more to this, to be completely honest. It's an important holding. And I just, within the last couple of months, I've been seeing a lot of opportunities with like single stocks where there's like finding an opportunity to add more to that. But I do need to remember my personal goal is to have the portfolio be 60 to 70% index. Right now, with all the dollar cost averaging I've been doing, it's about 48%. So I need to bump this up to get those to the averages I want because that's what, in my honest opinion, for how I want to do the portfolio, it calcul- it, it minimizes risk to where I'm more comfortable with. So with Target, um, it's at 0.93. I'm almost at a whole share. Target right now, I have about $149.06 into it. Target's at $160. When I went heavy last month buying to Target, it was around that 142 to 145 range. So it picked up pretty quickly. I wish it would have stayed down a little bit more. So I could have added more into Target. Maybe not this one, but next time if Target dips a little bit, I'll add a little bit just to say I have a whole share of Target. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Discover Financial, I have 0.59. I have $61.63 into this. I'm up about 11.33%. Uh, this is one that I bought it early on, and it's kind of been on a run. It hasn't really had a lot of pullback on it. I really like to add more into this, as I do like Discover as an alternative play to Visa and MasterCard. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Starbucks, I have 0.62 shares. It's $66.12 worth. I'm up 21.25%. Now, with Starbucks... I bought a lot of this when it was like 80 bucks. It's at $106.50 right now. I should have bought more. 
can't predict the future. If anybody tells you they can predict what's going to happen in the future in the market, they are lying. So just putting that disclaimer out there. Uh, QQQ, I got 0.41 shares, $110.41. I'm only up 0.18%. So this one is probably going to get the most money this week because this is in the tech sector. And as I talked about when I made the change, I originally had Apple and Microsoft as individual stocks. And I, I, I just took QQQ because uh, when I made the change, because I think just having an index into it and having some other businesses in there was a better play. And I'm kind of glad I did that because Microsoft and Apple have taken a hit since I made that change. So if I wouldn't have changed that, I probably would have been really down on Apple or Microsoft, or I would have been putting a lot of money into those a dollar cost average. So QQQ to me balanced out the risk that I wanted in tech. So I think that played out well. Ally Financial is my biggest loser still, but it has had a pretty good rally over the last week. I got 10.03 shares of this. I got $257.92. I'm down about 5.58%. At one point last month, I was down 13% on Ally. And that's when I made the buy for Ally at $22.71. It's at $25.71 right now. So that's a $3 difference. I, As tempted as I am to keep adding to this because I'm going to keep dollar cost averaging, right now Ally is about 11% of my portfolio. And a rule that I have is for singular stocks, you should not have it over 10% as the very worst case scenario. You should probably keep it between that 5 to 7%. 10 is my cutoff. So I'm going to wait until I add to other positions. And then once Ally is under 10%, I'll see where the stock's at. And if I can still dollar cost average, then we'll make a move there. I have two more holdings here. I have Lowe's. I have 0.25 amount of shares. I have $50.41 into Lowe's. I am up about 3.68%. Nothing too crazy. I wish this would fall a little bit more because I would like to add more to Lowe's. And the last one I have is Best Buy. I have 0.38 shares. I'm at $32.07. I said it's one of my smallest positions in the portfolio. I'm up 22%, but Best Buy had a really big rally after the last earnings, and I should have added more. I, you know, should have added more to this. Is what it is. You know, you said you cannot predict the future. If I could have predicted the future, I would have added to all these stocks that would have boomed. But you know, that's what it is. So right now, as a whole. The portfolio is valued at $2,329.29. I'm up right now 6.47% or $118.26. If you want to calculate total return, I'm technically up $138.95. For 2022, I received, since tracking this portfolio, I've gotten $20.06 worth of dividends. Which now we want to do the whole breakdown where we're at right now. This is all... Based off where we're at right now, annually $83.34 or $6.95 monthly or $1.60 a week or 23 cents a day, which goes to my 2023 goals. This is the first year I'm going to have full time in the stock market where I'm really heavy in the portfolio. I mean, obviously, I've been doing the 401k for many years and all that and the Roth. I... I was doing a Roth for about like almost two years before I did the transition to have the Roth over to SoFi and I have full control over what I was buying. I was doing a mutual fund before, but now I'm in control of my Roth or what I want to do. So 
we'll see how this full year goes out. And I love, can't wait till January of next year. We track how the whole portfolio did against the S and P 500. So let's talk about my 2023 goals. This is the first time I've actually written down goals. I've never really been one to write things down or anything like that. This year, I wanted to try something different. I wrote a, I got a sticky note, wrote down my goals, and I have it on my work monitor where I have to look at it every single day to keep myself accountable. My biggest goal that I want to achieve is to get this big promotion at work. It's not a stock-related thing, but if I get this promotion, it's life-changing for me and my family. This is going to allow me to make more moves with this portfolio and really start making bigger dividend plays, bigger contributions. So we'll see how this works out. Hopefully this comes to fruition this this year. I've been working very hard on this, so we'll see how that goes. Next goal I have is paying off our car early. Now, right now, if we made every basic payment on the car, we'd be done July 2024. And look, when I literally tell you the interest rate in this car is less than 2%, it's literally nothing. But I get so upset that a big, you know, a car payment where I can be put, we can put in, we can be putting that money into something else. I really want to get this car paid off by December of this year. That's a goal I have. That's going to free up capital. And the way I like to explain it to people is I am the, I'm an NBA team. I want to make a super team, but I need to free up some cap space to make this happen. And that's the way I treat the car payment is by, I can either put that into investing. I can put that more into savings or whatever else I want to do. So right now, let's say if I don't get a promotion, I'm just still in the normal role I'm at right now. I want to get the portfolio up to a projected $200 in dividend income a year. So we're almost halfway right now. So if I just, if I'm consistent with this, we're going to hit that. But if I get this promotion, I want to make this $400 projected. I'm going to go in into this and I'm really setting the bar high for this. I know may not be a lot of money now, but I really want to put these stipulations in to really try to motivate myself to continue working hard on this. Some other goals that I have for individual holdings, I like to see one, one, one singular stock hit 50 shares and an index or basket of stock hit 25. It's something I just wrote out for myself. I'm not just going to go ahead and buy my cheapest stock and get it to 50 or just buy SCHD only to get it to 25. That's not really the purpose of this. And because like, I mean, I could just only invest in either AT&T or a cheap stock and all year and hit those goals, but that's not what I'm trying to achieve here, but some, something just to keep myself accountable for it. And hopefully the final goal here is between my Roth and my taxable. I want to reach those to 10 K um, right now. The portfolios together about a little bit over $4,163.78. So let's get that to 10K. Obviously, 401k is the heaviest weight on my portfolios. I don't go over the 401k though, as that has my company information. I try to keep that separate from the podcast, but the 401k is doing very good right now. So no complaints. So I want to talk about my outlook for the year. This year, the S&P 500 was down 20%. It was the worst since 2008 economic crisis that we had. 
It was the seventh worst performing year in the stock market, I think, since the 1920s. I forgot what the stat was. I was I heard it on one of the morning podcasts I like to listen to. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think that 2023 is going to be another year red. The last time that the S&P 500 went back-to-back years in red would have been to the 2000 to 2002. That's when the whole uh, dot-com crash happened. It doesn't happen very often where there's back-to-back years. I just have a feeling that this is this is what's going to be ha- happening with the market. Um, right now, we are starting to see a lot of companies do layoffs, which is kind of leading to recessionary times, but hopefully that this is going to lead to the pivot to control inflation and get these interest rate, right, interest rate hikes to stop. I don't think we're quite there yet, in my honest opinion. Like I said, it's my opinion. It's not financial advice. I'm not telling you what's going to happen with that. We'll see what happens. The one thing I can tell you, though, is I am not changing my investing strategy. I'm going to be doing my contributions no matter what and finding the best opportunity I have to buy in the portfolio whenever that deposit comes. Right now, I do it every two weeks. If I get this big promotion, we'll do it every week and bump that up and then we'll go from there. And one thing I would tell you to do and, you know, two things. If you're comfortable with the market, do your plan. If you want to be more defensive, stick to ETF, stick to index ones. So that way you're still getting that exposure, but minimizing your risk. And if you're not necessarily comfortable with the market right now, there's a lot of high high yielding savings accounts and CDs going around right now. And I know it's nothing crazy, but right now with my savings account through SoFi, we just got bumped up to a 3.75% interest rate, which is the highest I've seen it since, ever since I've had a checking and savings account. I don't know how sustainable that'll be, but it's pretty good to park your money there. I think that if you're in an industry like tech or something where it's a little bit volatile, I would just double check your budget, double check your emergency savings. And if you need to bump that up, I would, because you can never be safe. You you, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the economy right now. So I think that making sure you have that emergency budget and have that all those plans in place are as important as ever. And if you have some bad debt credit cards and, you know, you can get rid of some of it, do it. You know, that's sometimes a 20, 20 to 29% return because you're getting charged at interest. That's all I have for this episode here. I know I went a little bit longer. It kind of felt weird not doing an episode for a couple of weeks. So I wanted to just speak it out. A um, couple things coming up next week. I'm actually going to talk about three stocks that are on my watch list for this year. And then I'm going to have my first international guest on the podcast. And that'll come after that. And then we'll see how everything else comes down here. I've been trying to work and plan out a lot of new things for the for the podcast. I was getting more guests involved, getting more international guests. I really want to get other investors' perspective from different parts of the world because everybody has a different perspective based off where they're at. So I want to get that and have really good conversation. And I'm in the process of working on some merch. Nothing set stone. I had just got some test runs on some merch and seeing how it is and going to make some edits from there. When that time comes, I'll make sure to let you all know. So always, guys, thank you so much for joining me in the podcast. You have no idea how much I love doing this. And it's honestly my release outlet just the, you know, from like my nine to five and everything else. It's this is I have so much fun doing this. And like we always say here doesn't matter whether you're investing for the future in yourself or paying off debt, you are going to reach that goal one penny at a time. 
Have a good one, guys.